Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast. The podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host Neve Pentony of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me and stopping in for a listen. Now in this episode today we are going to cover probably my most frequently asked question which is what makes a good office chair or what should I be looking for in a good office chair. So over the last few episodes we've covered posture, we've covered the ideal DSE posture and the equipment that you need to help achieve that positioning and to reduce your risk of injury. So for this episode, I'm going to go into specifics about what I think, in my experience, makes a good office chair. Now, full disclosure, this is my third attempt at recording this episode. The first episode had great sound, but I left a really vital piece of information that I couldn't really edit back in. And then the second attempt at recording, I had to record in a different location in the house because it's quite late at night and everyone was in bed and the sound was terrible. I had all the info, but the sound was terrible. And all you could really hear was my cat snoring and the rain lashing off the window. So this is attempt number three. And whatever this may be, will be I'm back in my normal podcast recording spot. I do have Missy the cat beside me, but she's asleep. And hopefully I'll cover everything and you will find this really, really useful. Um, another little disclaimer, I am going to try and avoid mentioning specific brands just because I'm not like, you know, different chairs for different people. I don't think that there is one chair that suits every single person. Um, but just to reiterate that if I do mention a chair brand or make a model, this podcast is not sponsored. Nobody has asked me to or paid me to mention any of their products in this podcast. So when it comes to office chairs, there is in Ireland anyway, there is a very basic legal requirement that an office chair should meet and that is that it should be easy to move on casters it should be height adjustable and it should have a tilt and height adjustable backrest but for me that's the very very minimum that a chair should be so I'm going to cover the different features now that I think are really really important to make sure that the chair fits you and it fits your workstation so if we start at the very base of the chair you should have your DSE chair that you're using at your workstation should have your five spoke base and it should be on casters. It should be on wheels. And why is that important? Well, the wheels will give you ease of movement so that you can move it in and out of your workstation quite easily without any kind of excessive effort. And the five spoke base is for stability, that you're stable no matter what position you're sitting in. And you don't feel like the chair is going to tip over or fall. Now, when it comes to the casters, what a lot of people don't realize is there are different types of casters for different types of floor. Now, this is not really an issue in an office environment because they're normally provided to suit the flooring of the office. And it's not a concern that you have. It's normally sorted by the person who's ordering the equipment. But if you're working from home, you may be working from a room that has tiled floors. You may be working from a room that has laminate flooring, or you could be working from a room that has a very thick pile carpet. And all of these surfaces can be a little bit different from your office environment flooring. So you could have your chair that you have brought home from the office, but it may not suit the type of floor that you're on. So two things I have found over the last two years doing assessments is one, people who are working from the bedroom the bedroom for a lot of people if you have carpeting in the bedroom 
it will normally be a thicker pile carpet compared to something you'd have in an office, which is normally quite low pile, quite functional. But your bedroom carpet's normally chosen for comfort and for style. So the carpet itself can have a thicker pile and this can make it harder to move your chair. So the chair may be on wheels, but you might find it difficult to actually push the chair in and out from the workstation because the pile of your carpet is quite high. Now, there are things you can do for that. Um, you can get chair mats that you can put underneath your chair that will help to reduce the friction and make it easier to move. It also will help to stop the chair mark in your carpet. Um, what these chair mats remind me of are, I don't know if anyone remembers if this was a thing just in Ireland or all around the world, but I remember in the 80s and 90s, when you walked into somebody's house, most people would have had like a nice carpet in their hall but they didn't want the carpet to be ruined by people going in and out. So they would put these kind of plastic runner style mats over the carpet. And um, that's the kind of thing that you would use underneath your chair if you're working in an area that has a high pile carpet. It will just reduce the friction and make it easier to move your chair in and out of the desk. But what I've also found is the opposite problem for somebody who's working from home and they're working in a room with either laminate flooring or tiles is that the chair is actually moving too easily and that they constantly have to pull the chair in and reposition themselves at the desk. Now, it may be that there's such a low level of friction between the casters and the floor, or it may be that there's a slight slope on the floor, especially if it's an old house. But either way, I have found people struggling to actually keep their chair at the desk and getting really irritated because they have to keep pulling themselves in and repositioning themselves. If you find this is you, what you can do is get a low pile mat. So for example, the type of one you would have inside maybe your front or back door where the pile on the carpet is low, but they come with a rubber trimming around the edge and a rubber backing. This will help to keep the mat in place. It will provide more friction between the wheels and the floor so your chair doesn't move so easily. It will still move easily, but not really easily that it's irritating. And also the rubber trim around the edges will stop the mat from curling and causing a trip hazard. So you can adjust your flooring. Of course, if you're ordering a chair from some chair suppliers, you can specify what type of casters you want. There are different types of casters for different types of flooring. So you can let them know where you're going to be working and they can give you casters to match. But we don't all have that option. A lot of people are just working with the chairs that they've been provided with, which are standard casters, and they may not be suitable for your floor, but you can adapt it. But either way, what we want with our chair is that in theory, it should be easy to move in and out from the desk, requiring minimal effort. And it should have the five spoke base for your stability. And that's the base of the chair. That's, that's the very bottom. That's what you want at the bottom. The next feature your DSE chair should have, and most of them do, is that it's height adjustable. And as I've discussed before, your chair should be adjustable in height so that you can sit at the right height for the desk that you're using. If you're using a standard fixed height desk, most office chairs should be height adjustable within the range to allow you to sit with your elbows level with the surface. If you're using a surface that is built in or it's slightly higher because it might be a breakfast bar or a counter, you may need the chair to have a slightly higher gas stem to allow you to sit at the right height for that desk. So what I'd always say to do is if you're buying a chair for your home workstation or for the office, make sure you know the height of the surface that you're going to be working at 
so that you can make sure the chair has the right level of height adjustment to allow you to sit with your elbows level with the surface. So the height adjustment, it's not just that you can sit at the right height for your stature. It's really to make sure you can sit at the right height for the desk, elbows level. So you're reducing the strain on your upper back and your shoulders and you're avoiding any adverse postures of the elbow, wrists and hands. That's really important. And that is really a a basic feature of an office chair. But I have even this week, I have seen people working off chairs at home that, yes, they have the casters and yes, they have a five spoke base and the chairs swivel, but they don't adjust in height. So they're fixed in position. And for most people, what I found is that position is a little bit too low. So you do need the height adjustment on a chair to allow you to sit at the right height for the desk. So once we've got our wheels, once you've got our five spoke base and once you've got our basic level of height adjustment, the next thing we need to look at then is the seat. So next thing up is the seat. So it is important that your seat provides enough support for you, for your thighs, when you're sitting back in the chair with your feet planted either on the floor or on a footrest, whatever it needs to be for stability. Now, what is the right level of support? How deep should your seat pan be? Ideally, when you sit back in the chair and you have your feet planted on your floor or on your footrest, you should have about two to three inches or a fist size amount of space between the back of your knee and the front edge of the seat. And a lot of people are surprised when I ask them this question when I'm doing a virtual assessments or when I measure this or when I check the space myself when I'm doing in-person assessments. The reason your seat depth is important is if your seat is too shallow, now this may be because of seat design or this may be because you're of an above average height and you might have a long thigh. If your chair seat is too shallow for you, your back and your hip muscles are going to have to work harder to keep you stable when you're sitting because the seat pan is not providing the support and the support has to come from somewhere. So your limbs, your legs, your hips, your back are going to have to work harder to keep you stable in your chair. And then if you are of maybe a below average stature or if your seat pan is too deep for you, so again, because of chair design, what will happen is when you sit back in your chair and you plant your feet on your floor or on your footrest, the back of the chair can press on the back of your knees. And what this is going to do is, one, it's uncomfortable. Two, it's going to restrict the blood flow to your legs. So you can get like the kind of sleepy feeling in your legs and a bit of tingling and that kind of odd feeling in your legs. And what happens there is what I find most people do is instead of sitting back in the chair to get more comfortable, they'll actually sit forward, perch on the edge of the seat, which means that you're sitting there. Yeah, you're stable, but you've no support behind your back. So it is important that the seat pan is the right depth for you. And a lot of office chairs will now come with an adjustable seat depth or seat slide. If you're looking for it on features, it's sometimes called seat slide, where there's a little lever or a button underneath the seat that you can press to pull the seat forward or push it back. And you can adjust the level of support the seat pan gives you, which I think is a really, really great feature because we're not all built the same. And even if you have two employees that are five foot five, The tie length is not going to be the same. So I think seat slide is a really important feature in a chair to make sure you have the right level of support for your stature when you're seated at the desk. So we've got our casters, we've got our five spoke base, we've got our seat height adjustment and we've got our seat depth adjustment. If we go up now and look at the backrest, 
that this can be a really complicated area. And this is probably the feature that throws people a lot. There should always be a level of adjustment in the backrest. Our spines are not all the same length. We cannot, it is not possible for a generic chair that has no back adjustment to suit every person because we're not all the same stature and our curves are not all the same. So what adjustment should your backrest have? So if we have a look at just your standard foam back office chair, okay? So if we ignore the mesh backs for a minute, if you're looking at a standard office chair that has a foam backrest, the very minimum adjustment it should have, especially here in Ireland, because this is a legal requirement, is the backrest should be able to adjust in height and should also be able to adjust in tilt and not just tilt when you put pressure on it. You should be able to lock it in different tilt angles. And the reason this is important is when you're sitting back and you're typing or when you're sitting in, I suppose, your natural typing position. For some people, this is quite upright, maybe a 90, 92 degree angle in the hip. Some people prefer to type slightly more reclined. Whatever is your natural typing position, your backrest should be able to adjust in tilt and in height that it is in contact with your back when you're typing. You can relax your back against it and the lumbar bump is in your lumbar spine. Now, I do find with a lot of people, they have that lumbar bump too low. It should sit in the curve of your lower back and you should be able to relax yourself against the backrest of the chair in your chosen typing position. So that is why backrest height and backrest angle is adjustment. Adjustment, sorry, is important. Now, a lot of chairs now are designed with a mesh backrest, and this can be good for airflow and temperature regulation and comfort. But if that backrest cannot be adjusted in tilt, and I mean, you can lock it in different tilt positions. And also, if that mesh backrest does not have an additional lumbar support on it, that can be adjusted in at least height. It is not suitable for use at a DSE workstation and it does not meet the legal requirements here in Ireland for what can be considered safe to use as a DSE chair. So mesh back chairs are fine, but if you are looking to purchase one for yourself or for your staff, make sure there is an extra lumbar support on the back of it and that that lumbar support can be adjusted in at least height. Depth adjustment is available on a lot of them and that's really great. And even on foam back chairs, a lot of them now come with a little inflatable lumbar pump that you can increase the depth of your lumbar support. That's a great additional feature if it has it, but it should be at the very minimum adjustable in height. And if you're going for a mesh back chair, you should be able to change the tilt angle of the backrest. That way it will support the majority of people using it in their natural typing position. And that is incredibly important. So if we start then, we've got our casters, five spoke base, seat height, seat depth, and we've had a look at the backrest. Now, going to move on to a slightly controversial one, I think sometimes, is your armrest. So should your armrest be adjustable? Are armrests necessary? Do we all need them? So what I say is armrests are useful as long as they do not restrict your access to the desk when they are adjusted to the right height for you to use them. Now, if you're working in an office or if you're providing chairs for people who work in an office environment with a standard 80 centimeter deep office desk, 
Realistically speaking, the armrests are not essential for staff who are fit and healthy and well because you have a desk that is deep enough to provide support for the forearms if needed. If you have staff who are presenting with shoulder and neck issues, then yes, I would make sure in an office environment with a good big desk that their chairs do have armrests that adjust in height, depth and either rotation and width. If you have chairs where the armrests adjust in height only, a lot of the standard armrests are on average about 26 centimetres long and a lot of the length is to the front of the armrest, which means that for a lot of people, when they're seated at the right height for the desk, And then they adjust the armrest to sit just under the elbow and they go to pull themselves in close to the desk to type. The armrests are coming in contact with the table. So if they want to use that armrest, they end up having to lean forward slightly or position themselves differently when they're typing to try and get the benefit of the armrest. Plus, if you have someone who is of a slight stature, the armrest can be too wide. So even if they want to use them, they have to abduct their shoulders out to be able to pop the elbows on the armrest which kind of defeats the whole purpose of the armrest. It's actually not reducing tension. It's causing extra tension in the shoulder muscles. So if somebody has no issues and has a good standard 80, 70, 80 centimeter deep office desk, then I don't think armrests are essential. And if anything, they can impede access to the desk. And I find that people either lower the chair so the armrests sit underneath the table, which means they're too low for the desk, or the opposite, they higher up the armrests which means that they're pushing the shoulders up towards their ears every time they want to use them. And that's actually causing adverse postures. If you cannot safely and comfortably use your armrests at your desk in the right position and you have a good deep desk, take the armrests off. And I've done it myself, even in my own office chair years ago, they didn't have armrests because there was no need for them. The desk was there to support my forearms if I wanted to. Pull myself in nice and close and use the desk to support where armrest adjustability comes in, and it's re- I find it very important, especially if you're looking at people working from home. If somebody is working from home off a shallow work surface, so we're talking a work surface that is, for me, less than 70 centimetres, so 60, 55 centimetres deep, that's often not enough depth to provide support for the forearms and the wrists when it's needed. And it's in this situation that I find armrests that can be adjusted in height, so get it to the right position where it just sits underneath your elbow. It's not pushing your shoulder up towards your ear, but at the same time, you don't have to lean to the side to reach them and slide them backwards. So adjust the depth so that when you have it at the right height to support your elbow, it's not impeding your access to the desk. You can still sit as close to the desk as you want while resting your elbow on the armrest. And the width or rotation adjustment is good for anyone who is of a slight stature, which means you can move them in towards you or even further away if needs be. But basically, you can get them into the position where your arm is by your side when your elbow is resting on your armrest. You're not abducting the shoulder and tensing it, trying to bring the elbow away from your body. So your armrest should be adjustable that you can use it in a nice, neutral, supportive position. You shouldn't have to abduct your shoulder out You shouldn't have to push your shoulder up to your ear or you shouldn't have to lean down to use it when you're at the right height for your desk. If it is impeding your access to the desk, remove them if your desk is good and deep. If you have a history of upper back, neck and shoulder issues, I would always go for a chair with a 3D adjusting armrest. So you're looking for height, depth and then either width or rotation to make sure your your elbow is supported 
when you're typing. And remember, there is no need really for an armrest to be that long at the front because it should really only be supporting your elbow. It doesn't need to support your whole forearm. What you can do, a little trick you can do with some chairs, um, and it's why I normally have a screwdriver in my bag when I go on site, with some chair designs, especially some of the more basic standard office chairs, if you take off the armrests and swap them around, you can actually have a height adjustable armrest. So put the left one on the right and the right on the left side. You can have a height adjustable armrest that is actually of a shorter length at the front. So kind of acts slightly like a 3D armrest in that you can get it to the right position. It doesn't impede access for your desk. You can't do that with every style of chair. But definitely I find with the general office chair that I see a lot, like about 80% of the time on site, you can actually just take the armrest, either remove it or you can swap the position around so it doesn't impede access to the desk. So I would always check that if I find the armrests are causing a problem when I do a face-to-face. -face. Um, another thing that people don't think of is if you're going to prop your elbow on your armrest, the armrest should be padded. If you're going to be resting your elbows on a hard plastic armrest, it can irritate the nerve and cause discomfort in the elbow, discomfort in the wrist and fingers. So if you're going to use the armrest, it should be padded. And if you have a chair with fixed armrests, there's a very, I want to say very small, but there's few people that can safely and comfortably use fixed height armrests. Because, you know, as I said before, we've all different statures, we've all different arm lengths, we've all different torso lengths. It's really hard for a fixed height armrest to be positioned correctly for everyone. And again, what I find is either they're too low, so they're no use, or they're too high, so they're banging off the table. So fixed height armrests for me are a no if you're looking to buy yourself a chair or buy chair for your employer employees. Make sure if it does have armrests, they are at least height adjustable. I would always look for 3D adjustment if you can, because it will suit then the majority of the people that you're providing it for, or it's more likely that it's going to suit you. But at least 3D adjustment for um, a chair. And what I will say is like chair availability has increased drastically with the advent of COVID and homeworking because so many more people needed chairs than they ever did before. And a lot of people need chairs for home and for the office. So the demand for chairs, as you can imagine, increased greatly. And I know it was really hard at one point for people to get office chairs. If you are looking to buy a chair, just to reiterate, you're looking for wheels, five spokes, height adjustment, Seat depth adjustment, if it's available, if it's not and you're of average stature, I wouldn't stress too much about it. But if you are below or above average stature, I would look for that feature. Tilt adjustable backrest that can be locked into different positions. Adjustable lumbar support or height adjustable backrest and 3D adjusting armrests. And what I will say is initially, a lot of people would think that when I mention this range of adjustability, that these chairs are going to be hugely expensive. And will shy away from even looking at these features because it's going to be very expensive. And the reality is with COVID and the demand of chairs, there's more chairs available. A chair with this level of adjustment does not have to be overly expensive. It is no longer the case that it's some of the well better known chairs only that have these adjustments. There are very kind of mid price range, 300, 400 euro chairs that have this level of adjustment, this level of support. And then we'll have a guarantee system with the provider that if something does go wrong, you can get the chair repaired. And I would always say that if your chair is high use, 
10 years old or so and you notice the padding, chairs can be repurposed. You don't always have to change your chair just because the padding is thin. Chairs can be restuffed. Chairs can be mended. So have a look at your chair. Does it have the range of adjustment to suit you? Is it comfortable for you? If yes, that's wonderful. Keep using it until as long as you can. Average life of an office chair is about 15 years. Um, if it's not suitable for you, I would start to look for an alternative. Either repair the one you have or change it because it is an investment. You're, you sit on it for an average of eight hours a day, if not more. It is an investment. It is worth the investment, but it doesn't have to be 1,500 euros or 2,000 euros of an investment. There are good availability of chairs out there that have a really high level of adjustment. So I definitely shop around. There's a huge amount of info in this on the features. If you couldn't keep track of it all, I do have it in a blog post on my website. So on www.boynergonomics.ie, I do have a blog post about what you should look for in your office chair. And it also has images. So you know what I'm talking about. You know, copy it, print it off or jot it down, jot a few notes. And when you go looking for chairs for yourself or for your employees, have a look and see, do the chairs you're looking at meet this level of adjustment so that you know it will work for you or it will work for the majority of your people. What I will also say is these are chairs for the majority of people. If you have somebody or if you yourself have very specific issues or specific medical conditions, there are, of course, chairs available that really target specific groups of people. The chairs I have described are general use and will cover the majority of musculoskeletal, what I call niggles. So, you know, overuse injuries, tired muscles, achy muscles, that kind of thing. If you have specific issues, there are chairs available that you can look into that will cover that. These are chairs for use by the general population at the office desk. Now, a supportive and an adjustable office chair will always allow you to sit at the appropriate height and posture for your workstation. And this will reduce your risk of discomfort and injury. Um, it's not always possible at the moment with climate, with COVID. I know restrictions are easing in a lot of places. If possible, I do recommend trialing a chair if possible. You know, get it that it can be returned if it's not suitable within a certain few days. Or if you can get to a provider site and trial a chair, that's great. If you're purchasing for staff, I would get a sample or two in and get a couple of people to try it and make sure that it works. Because it is an investment and it is important that you get it right. Because as I said, most people sit on it for an average of eight hours a day. So it is important that it suits you and it suits the majority of your employees. Um, as always, I can be found on Instagram at Boyne underscore ergonomics. And I can be found on Twitter at Neve underscore Pentony. If there is a topic you specifically want me to cover, as always, you can contact me there, send me a message, or you can email me at info at boyneergonomics.ie. The next episode is going to cover repetitive strain injuries, RSIs, just to coincide with um, RSI Awareness Day, which is on Monday, the 28th of February. So that's what the next episode is going to cover. Um, and I will hopefully get that out to you next week to coincide, coincide excuse me, with RSI Awareness. And until then, I will talk to you soon. And thank you for listening. Just when you thought the episode was over, I am back. I'm back with what I think is a really important add-on, a little appendix, if you will, to this episode. So if you are purchasing an office chair for yourself or if you're going to be providing it for your staff, it is really, really important that the people who are using the chair know how it works and knows about all the different adjustments that it has. 
So if you're buying a chair for yourself, go take the time to go through the manual, play around with the settings, find out what adjustments it has, find out how they work and what their range is, and take the time to find the best positioning for you so you are comfortable and supported at the workstation. This will benefit you so much in the long run. I still see people all the time with really, really good office chairs, but they just don't have it set up properly for themselves, especially the height position and the backrest position. If you're providing a chair for your staff, make sure they have easy access manual and that they are happy and confident in adjusting their chair. One thing that can be really, really helpful is a lot of providers now have videos on YouTube of how the adjustments on their chairs work. And this can be a great tool because a lot of people are visual learners and don't really want to go through the manuals. But it is important if you're purchasing a piece of equipment for yourself or your staff that everyone knows how to use it and everyone is comfortable and confident in using this piece of equipment properly. Um, you'll definitely get the benefit of that in the long run. Otherwise, it defeats the whole purpose of investing in adjustable seating. I promise that's the end of the episode now and I will talk to you all next week.